Welcome to the RK3 show, everyone. I'm Robert Kennedy the Third, RK3. That's me, and I'm super duper doggone thrilled that you're listening because it's going to be a good one today. We're talking about stories, not just any old stories, but speaking in stories, how to speak so you'll be the most interesting person in the room. Now, Robert, why would I want to be the most interesting person in the room? My friend, I ask you, why wouldn't you want that? It doesn't mean you have to be the loudest or most energetic or even the most charismatic. But if you want to be influential, if you want to create change and impact, then interesting, you've got to be, my friend. But before we get into the show, I wanted to answer a question quickly. As I was getting ready for the podcast launch, I asked for some feedback on my podcast cover, and I got some questions. And so I decided to answer one of them here prior to the interview today. And I'll answer some questions in upcoming episodes. And in some cases, I'll even do full episodes based on the questions. Anyway, here goes. Robert, how do you find the strength and the willpower to make the first step towards a goal you're trying to accomplish? Wow. Great question. Now, we all know the feeling of trying to set a goal and then being nervous about it. Or working at the goal and then failing at it. Ah, ouch. (laughs) Right? We might ignore it for a little while, but it hurts to remind yourself of failure, right? Well, not necessarily. You see, this is all about framing or reframing. So the first thing I look at when I'm setting goals is, where am I right now? For example, I had a goal before of being able to run 10 miles. Now, at the time, I wasn't a runner or I wasn't running at all, but I wanted to be able to accomplish it because my wife had done a triathlon and a couple of half marathons, and I was a tad jealous. (laughs) It's a great motivation, right? Anyway, I was active. I played basketball, and 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 I kept fit enough, but when I got on the treadmill, so this first time that I got on the treadmill right around then, I was winded before I got to the first half mile. So I realized that I had a lot of work to do. Now, when you realize this, that you've got a lot of work in front of you, it can be very, very discouraging. But this is where the reframe comes in. So I had to stop focusing on the misses and begin to focus on the wins. I needed to stop focusing on what I couldn't do and focus on what I did do. So my focus phrase became one more. I started out running for five minutes. Well, not that fast, but five minutes without stopping. Then the next day, my goal was to do one more. Now, you might be assuming one more minute, but it wasn't even that big. It was literally like one more second. It wasn't an if. It was simply... I can do one more second because all I needed to do was beat yesterday. And every day I came back, I did one more, one more second, one more minute, one more step, 
whatever it was. And pretty soon I was up to a couple of miles without feeling like I was winded. I had another challenge where I was attempting to improve my plank time drastically in 30 days. You know, planking that thing when you're on your elbows and your body is straight out and your stomach is burning. So on day one, I started this plank challenge on day one. I was at I struggled to get to a minute and a half. But using the one more technique, I began to push pretty hard that month. And by the end of that month, I was able to get up to more than six minutes. Woo! Ha! Six minutes. Yes, that was my stomach. I still feel it now. <laughs> right. So that's how you get moving on your goal. Do it. Do it where you are and then celebrate every day. Do one more, one more second, one more minute, one millisecond, whatever it is, just move in the direction of your goal, however small or however large that step. All right. Showtime. Today, I'm sharing an interview with a guy by the name of Nick Boothman. Nick has a book called The Irresistible Power of Story Speak. Woo! I love that title, and I just had to get him on the show to share about it. Nick is a world-renowned expert on face-to-face communication with over 3 million books in print in more than 30 languages. My goodness, we've got a story. Let's tell it. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Today, I've got a gentleman who I've been following for a little while, and I've absolutely loved every book that he's put out that I can get my hands on. The first one that I read was a little book called How to Connect in Business in 90 Seconds or Less, where he was talking about his, I think it was red pants and some shoes and a double-breasted blazer and some guy named Muldoon. (laughs) <laughs> that he hung out with that taught him everything he knows. His name is Nicholas Boothman. Nick, how are you doing today, man? Robert, great, great, great. Thanks for having me on again with my new book. Yes, sir. The new book is called The Power of Story Speak. Man, mm-hmm. that's, that's a great title. Tell me a little bit about the, the irresistible power of story speak. The irresistible. Oh, we got to get got that. An early, an early edition. It's the irresistible power of story speak. Okay. So, I mean, where do you come up with the idea for a book on story speak? I've heard of people talking about storytelling and how to tell stories, but you're talking about story speak, the way that you actually have conversation. Well, I've, I've used story speak in a couple of my books, but I've had people asking for more and more and more. And so I've done a, a whole book on it. I've started to do courses on it now. And basically it's, 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 it's about how to be, a, um, well, a word that I re- realize that not many people understand, a word called raconteur, French word. A raconteur is somebody who can make anything sound interesting. Right. And that's what the, that book shows you, how to be a business person. You can essentially make anything sound interesting, which you can do naturally, but not everybody can. And right. it's, it's, it's quite simply that the, 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 the stories sell, and facts, facts tell and stories sell. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, we're in the season. I was actually at an event a couple of weeks ago with a politician and he was speaking and he went through his speech and my mind said, my goodness, this sounds like every other politician that I've ever heard. When you come in contact with people like that, how do you advise them? What are the things that you share with them in order to 
pop what they say and, and bring their speaking up to another level? Well, Story Speak has, uh, really has four elements. That you have, first of all, talking in color, which yeah. simply, simply means that you include what the senses take in. Instead of just talking about facts, you talk about you know, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can smell, taste, touch. Um, and it's really powerful. All the great communicators get your senses involved. Um, it has something called Icola, which is the most powerful of all. Icola stands for it's kind of like a. Mm. And it's, it means to, to put, a, put an image into what you're saying instead of a whole bunch of words. And the images stick in people's heads. One of the greatest experts at doing this is Warren Buffett. When Warren Buffett was recently asked how he feels about his job, he said, I tap dance to work. Wow. When he was asked about to, to, to define the deficit, he said, it's like, it's kind of like Icola. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a, a farm with a big mortgage. Every day, every year you sell some of the farm to pay the mortgage, then you got a big mortgage and no farm. He did that. He could have spent, you know, four hours explaining it or just gave you that little picture. All the great speakers do it. In fact, everybody does it every day. Right. Um, and then, then I use something called point stories, which are very short stories to illustrate a point, and probably no more than than um, than two minutes long. Again, we use them every day in business to get people to to put the mess- our messages inside their heads. So I wrote the book, The Irresistible Power of Story Speak, and it's taking off like crazy. In fact, I just did a three day workshop over the weekend, uh, finished last night, and people came, which, which and, uh, and people came from uh, all over the continent. Uh, to this wow. world, and they left in on, a, on cloud nine. Excuse me, that's an icola. Uh, <laughs> like on a cloud, they left on cloud nine. Yeah. Wow. So you talk about telling business stories in in a piece of the book, and there are a lot of businesses. We talk about business marketing, and one of the things that businesses should be doing to get more customers, but not all of them are telling stories in the way that you're talking about it. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, you, you obviously you can get the story of the company, yeah. which is completely different. Uh, where you, it's the history of the company and how it's founded, which is is, is interesting. But look, well, but the, the great truth is that that we we live off stories. Humans live off stories. Everything we do is a story. Every TV show, every book, every article. This is a story you're doing right now. This what we're doing right now is a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's going somewhere. We. It's so funny at this workshop yesterday when I when I taught I taught uh, twenty six people to be motivational speakers in a weekend through using wow. story speak, and it's so amazing that even if even in the, the points the spots where they weren't great the moment they included a story everybody on the panel would lean forward and listen I want to know where this is going okay it's it's like you've entered into another realm and the and the truth is in business uh, simply when things get t- competitive or when things get tough it's all about the story people wow. want to know your story whether you're Heinz whether you're Levi Strauss whether you're uh, Elon Musk it's all about we care about the story around all these products but not a long story not a yarn just a quick yeah. story to make a point so what happens to us man I mean you're telling us that we we are surrounded by story all the time we've got movies we've got books as kids and somebody like you comes along and has to remind us that we should speak in stories. What happened? When did we get boring? No, no, it's not that. It's that we speak and we feast off stories all the time. I mean, you stand around the water cooler, you're telling stories. Yeah. You tell somebody you went on a date last night, you're telling them a story. I'm just saying how to use it in business. Right. This, 
how to use stories in business. And it's not the same as a conversational yarn or some boring old tale of what you did last night. Essentially, it's learn to, learn to do talking in color where you talk about the senses and, uh, and, that, and it immediately goes into other people's imagination, immediately. Use eye colors to put pictures into people's head and, and tell short stories with a point, to, to, to make a point about what you're doing. So this isn't about just telling st- random stories. It's oh, about type no. of stories and uh, the system. Absolutely not. This is about stories specifically made for business. Awesome. Awesome. So you talk about in the section, the second section of the book, getting paid. And I want to talk about that for just a moment because there are a lot of people that are coming into the speaking industry or they have some, they've written a book. And when you write a book, you've got to speak about it at some point. How does a, how does the average speaker get themselves paid? And maybe you can talk about how that connects with using story speak. Yeah, well, as you as you know from from, from the book, uh, I, where one of the characters in the book, because as you know, there's a story runs all through the book as well, a story within a story. But that particular person asks, and, and let's make sure. I'm, I, the workshop I did this weekend was called "Speaking Get Paid." It's how to become a motivational speaker. And uh, in order to become a motivational speaker, you really need to do three things. One, you have to learn to story speak. Two, you need to have a topic with a fresh approach. Mm. If you haven't got a fresh approach, you're doing what everyone else is doing. And three, you have to find a way to do it for love because when you do it for love, you actually are motivational then. If you're just rhyming off some old stuff, you're not motivational. The only difference between a motivational speaker and someone who does yaps is that emotional speaker, a motivational speaker, their passion infects the audience. Right. So how do you get bookings? Well, first of all, you have to do what I said. You have to find a topic and have a fresh approach. Otherwise, you're no different than 10,000 other guys out there. And you have to find a way to do it for love. And once you've done that, well, for example, once you've graduated like these people did yesterday, now they really are all fired up, all going in one direction. Then you do what I did. You basically talk to anyone who listen. And right. quickly, if your material is good, they talk to a friend and a friend talks to a friend. And next thing you know, it, it took me 10 weeks to go from talking uh, to a bunch of, to an, a, in an aromatherapy store in my local village. Uh, to be talking to uh, to the other uh, kickoff speaker for AT and T Canada and speaking to one thousand six hundred people uh, at, wow. the, at the Metro Convention Centre in Toronto, just because somebody heard me told somebody else, but the material was good and it was done with passion. So, how do you find that passion or that story within yourself? You talked about coming up with a fresh approach, and a lot of people, the motivational speakers that they see, typically they've got the, the you know rags to riches story or something traumatic happened to them, but the vast majority of people don't have that. How do you find that first approach? If you have a unique story, ignore everything I'm telling you because you can just stand there and tell your story. But I mean truly unique. I don't mean that you made $300,000 last week. I mean that you made $50 billion or turned a company around or, or jumped off Mount Everest and landed in the tree and lived to tell the tale. That's d- different. But for the rest of us, um, you need to look the second half of which is a very short part the second half of, of, of the book I gave you shows you how to actually find what I call your pay streak what it is inside you the absolutely unique thing about you that you are born with that you can offer other people and and otherwise people wander around the circle thinking oh you know a lot of enthusiasm in the world but they don't have a topic and uh, etc I just got the same message you got, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, keep going. 
Yeah. No. So, so you you actually need guidance in finding. I use a, a small metaphor. It's about finding. It's about if you imagine before you were born, you found yourself in a lineup. Obviously, this is in your imagination. This is not real. And you found yourself in a lineup, and you and you had to write down on a piece of paper why you deserve to be born. When you got to the front of the lineup, they looked at your piece of paper. They either said not good enough. They yeah. go to the back of the lineup, or you can get born now. So off you go, and they outfit you for the trip with all your core attributes. And then off you go and get born. But unfortunately for you, they tear up your piece of paper and wipe your memory. So here you are, knowing you're equipped for something, but you don't know what it is. By the time you finish that chapter in this book, you'll know what was written on your piece of paper, and you'll know what the heck you're doing here. Then you'll be able to do everything, beloved. Wow. So we're, we're intertwining stories speak with, with purpose almost here. Oh, it is absolutely purpose. Except I call it your statement of fortune uh, because okay. fortune is quite a nice word. It means a lot of things. But it is, it is but you know, purpose is so overused and yeah. it's, so, it's so handed off to, other, to, to others to, to, to help you manifest your purpose. Your statement of fortune is what you were born, it's precisely what you were born to do. And most people have clue because, you know what, Robert, most people can't define themselves accurately. They can only define themselves and what they've heard about themselves from other people. And that completely sends them off the tracks. So what's the one thing that they would need to do in order to define themselves? You talked about the statement of fortune. Uh, how, how, how did, what do they look for to really get there? Well, it's, it's a, a, a five-step process, and it's a chapter in the book. But, but uh, you, can begin, you, you can begin by thinking, I'd like to know what, what was written on my little piece of paper, why right. I am here. And, uh, and, the, and the first exercise is actually to, to write down, but this is, really, this is really hard to describe it to you. I will do it, but in a few yeah. seconds. Basically, with a, with a, with a partner, you, you write down 10 words to describe yourself, 10, 10 simple words. And then the other person will say to you, well, what, you know, if you said I'm caring, you'll say, well, what do you mean by caring? Mm-hmm. You know, what you might actually mean is that you're a, a really good protector of other people. Because like, you're not caring, you're a protector. And, you know, I've, for example, I've had people say they're shy. Well, there's no such thing as shy. What they end up realizing is that they're cautious or they're reserved. I've had people saying they're negative. What, they're, what they really are is competitive. I've had right. people say they're antisocial. It turns out that deep down they're social. Well, if you go around with these misconceptions of yourself your whole life, you can never lead other people because you don't even know where you're going yourself. Wow. So we're walking around with these self-created labels that we're, we're kind of creating a guidance system for ourselves unintentionally, away from where we should be going. Well, I mean, how many people think they're shy? Well, there's no such thing as shy. It's not a human attribute. That's something else. And like I say, they may be very cautious, very reserved, very protective, uh, very, very fast processor. There may be a million things. Shy isn't one of them. Yeah. Awesome. And it's, very, it's great for them to suddenly realize one day, oh, my gosh, I'm not shy after all. And the only reason... The only reason they know they're shy is because someone told them when they were growing up. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right. So we can get this book on Amazon, first of all. And I want to I wanna he- have the people hear a little bit more about the workshop that you mentioned, how to be a motivational speaker, or how to use story speak in your motivational speaking. Well, we, we, we've done, we did one in Austin, Texas. Uh, well, first of all, I think the, the website is uh, speakandgetpaid.com. Uh, no, no, it's no, 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 it's not. You know what? I don't even know what it is because I'm doing it through somebody else. But if, if, if someone, I'll put a link on my own site. I'll put a link on nicholasboothman.com today. So okay. Because I should have done that a long time ago. We, we did the one, we've just finished one. We're doing the next one, I think, is in the first, the beginning of uh, November in Austin, Texas. Okay. 
three-day workshop. And, uh, and yeah, and basically you, you, you arrive on, you have to do some homework at first, but you arrive on Friday at uh, nine in the morning and you graduate on uh, Sunday uh, around about two o'clock and you have not only learned to speak, not only got a topic that meets all the criteria I've told you about, but then you go in front of a, a very friendly panel, but one of the people on the panel is the Senior Vice President of the National Speakers Bureau in Chicago, the, okay. one of the biggest speaker bureaus in North America. And he is on the panel, and he does nothing but give you good advice. So this is the real thing. Awesome, man. Nick, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Thank you, Robert. Always a pleasure. My, 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 my goodness, that was crazy powerful. I hope that you learned something amazing today and that you found a framework for how you can turn heads when you speak. You want to be impactful and influential? Try this story speak thing on. Hey, listen, I forgot to invite you to spend some time with me. How rude of me. So let me fix that. I want you to hop over to the Speak Right Now community on Facebook. If you're not sure how to spell it, it's Speak Right, like in writing, W-R-I-T-E, Speak Right Now community, or you can just check the link in the show notes. Make sure that you subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher and tell your peeps about it. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you some more real soon. You heard? Listen, folks, that's today's story. Remember, everything that happens to you in your life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. Hey, hey, I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3, and you've been listening to the RK3.